Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer on Tuesday, the 1st of September. September. <sighs> Back to school. So, the general feeling is that autumn has arrived about a month before we anticipated it, but it has arrived. So today we are remembering Giles of Province, who is a hermit who died around 710. It is commemoration. The only thing I know about St Giles is that there is a cathedral in Edinburgh called St Giles. Uh, so I'm hoping Scott's going to fill us in with this one. I didn't know about it, but he, uh, the cathedral in Edinburgh is named after St. Giles. I just said that. Uh -huh. And he is um, someone who was born in Greece, moved to the south of France as a monk, and um, hid himself away uh, on retreats, um, cut himself away from the world, accompanied by uh, a deer, a pet deer. And some hunters hunted this deer, and shot an arrow which missed the deer, but injured the monk. So the monk is a patron saint of uh, those who are disabled. Um, his uh, monastery, his his place of retreat, um, is on one of the pilgrim routes. Oh, the Compostela thingy. That's the one, the Compostela thingy, uh, which uh, not the route from Northern Europe. So the um, shield for Richmond School that you see when you go past uh, with St. James, that I think is more of a commemoration for those coming from the north. Um, St. Giles was based on the Mediterranean at the south of France a long Super. time ago. There we go. Super. Brilliant. So, website richmondhubsleparish.org.uk. We're looking at the week commencing the 30th of August. It's a little tricky looking at it at the moment. Um, we're just waiting for Purple to tidy up those tabs, but the information is all there. So, latest resources and podcasts, week commencing the 30th of August. We have all the resources from the weekend. So, we have pew sheet we've got paul's sermon you can watch the service on youtube if you want which will include the sermon you can hear and read the intercessions you can yeah you can pretty much relive that whole service you can't relive funky of course where we had 30 of us going out for ice cream and a romp around easy that was great fun um what else have we got yeah if you're on the what's on page with the events um Really just a reminder that we do Zoom Compline at 8 o'clock every night. It's open to anyone at all. It's just a really nice way to finish off the evening. Now, this week we're doing 8 o'clock. From next Sunday, we'll do it from 9 o'clock. And the hope after that in the next few weeks is that we'll actually open up even wider than St Mary's and it'll become a deanery event so we can see friends that we might not have seen across the deanery for a while by sharing the love on Zoom Compline. So that's the hope at the moment. And the, the, the idea behind that is other people in the deanery are already doing their bits and pieces. But um, it will be quite nice to establish a longer term pattern where we all take turns but open it out within the deanery so uh, we pool mm. those resources which will be good. And as ever, of course, if you've got friends who can't use the internet but want to dial in, we can do that as well. Wednesday coming up as well, that'll be tomorrow. We've got uh, the communion service, 9.15. Martin is back from his honeymoon, so he will be leading that service. Um, and I 
think that's about it. The church is open for private prayer today from about nine o'clock until late afternoon. And I think hopefully this week, we, we're still going to keep doing morning prayer at the moment. And Martin and Paul are going to start having a try at doing morning prayer and doing it on YouTube, which means it will be available just shortly afterwards and also live at the time. But we'll keep you in touch with how that is going. Anyway, in the meantime, we keep plodding on and this morning is Tuesday, the 1st of September. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your infirmities who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with faithful love and compassion, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. The Lord executes, executes righteousness and judgment for all who are oppressed. He made his ways known to Moses and his works to the children of Israel. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom has dominion over all. Bless the Lord, you angels of his, you mighty ones who do his bidding and hearken to the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. The Psalm is Psalm 106. The Lord remembered his covenant. Alleluia. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is gracious, for his, his faithfulness endures forever. Who can express the mighty acts of the Lord, or show forth all his praise? Blessed are those who observe what is right, and always do what is just. Remember me, O Lord, in the favour you bear for your people. Visit me in the day of your salvation, that I may see the prosperity of your chosen, and rejoice in the gladness of your people, and exult with your inheritance. We have sinned like our forebears. We have done wrong and dealt wickedly. In Egypt they did not consider your wonders, nor remember the abundance of your faithful love. They rebelled against the Most High at the Red Sea. But he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it was dried up. So he led them through the deep as through the wilderness. He saved them from the adversary's hand and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. 
As for those that troubled them, the waters overwhelmed them. There was not one of them left. Then they believed his words and sang aloud his praise. But soon they forgot his deeds and would not wait for his counsel. A craving seized them in the wilderness, and they put God to the test in the desert. He gave them their desire, but sent a wasting sickness among them. They grew jealous of Moses in the camp, and of Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. So the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the company of Abiram. A fire was kindled in their company, the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf at Horeb, and worshipped the molten image. Thus they exchanged their glory for the image of an ox that feeds on hay. They forgot God, their Saviour, who had done such great things in Egypt, wonderful deeds in the land of Ham, and fearful things at the Red Sea. So he would have destroyed them, had not Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath from consuming them. Then they scorned the promised land and would not believe his word, but murmured in their tents and would not heed the voice of the Lord. So he lifted his hand against them and swore to overthrow them in the wilderness, to disperse their descendants among the nations and to scatter them throughout the lands. They joined themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They provoked him to anger with their evil deeds, and a plague broke out among them. Then Phinehas stood up and interceded, and so the plague was stayed. This was counted to him for righteousness throughout all generations forever. They angered him also at the waters of Meribah, so that Moses suffered for their sake. For they so embittered his spirit, that he spoke rash words with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples, as the Lord had commanded them. They mingled with the nations, and learned to follow their ways, so that their worship those that they worshipped their idols, which became to them a snare. Their own sons and daughters, they sacrificed to evil spirits. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, which they offered to the idols of Canaan, and the land was defiled with blood. Thus were they polluted by their actions, and in their wanton deeds went whoring after other gods. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, and he abhorred his inheritance. He gave them over to the hand of the nations, and those who hated them ruled over them. So their enemies oppressed them, and put them in subjection under their hand. 
Many a time did he deliver them, but they rebelled through their own devices and were brought down through their wickedness. Nevertheless, he saw their adversity when he heard their lamentation. He remembered his covenant with them and relented according to the greatness of his faithful love. He made them also to be pitied by all who had taken them captive. Save us. O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting and to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Alleluia. The Lord remembered his covenant. Holy God, when our memories blot out your kindness and we ignore your patient love, remember us, remake us, and give to us, poor sinners, the rich inheritance of Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. I have been holding out for a happy Old Testament reading. Is this it today? Well, yesterday we had King David having an affair with Bathsheba, who then became pregnant, and a desperate desire to cover his tracks and which ended in her good husband being killed. That was Uriah the Hittite, wasn't it? Yes, and Bathsheba ending up marrying King David and having a child. So it's not going to be happy reading, is it? Um, well, no. <laughs> truth will out. 2 Samuel chapter 12. And so then the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and he said to him, there were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. He brought it up and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his meagre fare and drink from his cup and lie in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveller to the rich man, and he was loath to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared that for the guest who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. He shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have added as much more. 
Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbour, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this very son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin, you shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house. The Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David and it became very ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. The elders of his house stood beside him, urging him to rise from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, While the child was still alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How then can we tell him the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, he perceived that the child was dead, and David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. Then David rose from the ground, washed, anointed himself, and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. He then went to his own house, and when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servants said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while it was alive, but when the child died, you rose and ate food. He said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and my child may live. But now he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David consoled his wife Bathsheba and went to her and lay with her, and she bore a son and he named him Solomon. The Lord loved him and sent a message by the prophet Nathan. So he named him Jedidiah because of the Lord. Spirit of God, teach us your ways that we may walk in the paths of peace. Come, let us go up to the mountain of God, to the house of the God of Jacob. That God may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For the law shall go out from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. God shall judge between nations and shall mediate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O people of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the, to the Father, Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, is now and, and shall be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Spirit of God, teach us your ways that we may walk in the paths of peace. But you get happy with it.
Um, yes. It's Acts chapter 9. How come you've got a happy reading? Starts badly, but moves in the right direction. Oh, okay. So we've uh, remembered Saul was mentioned at the stoning of Stephen. Stephen. And Saul was an enthusiastic young man who was enthusiastic in his persecution of the Christians. So meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground, and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up now and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were travelling with Saul stood speechless, because they heard the voice, but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is now an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and before kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
and immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and he was baptized and having taken some food, he regained his strength. Open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. Open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. Lead me in the path of your commandments. That I may see the wonders of your law. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. In your tender compassion, O God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, you shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. In the tender compassion of God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. So a time of prayer, a shorter time of prayer. We've had a long time and longish readings, but we have time for prayer and bring before our God these prayers and all our prayers from today. We give thanks for being brought safely to the beginning of the day with the gift of this new day ahead of us. We give thanks for all those who have worked for us, many unknown to us over this last night, to keep us safe, to provide for us, and to set things up for the day that we will embrace and enjoy. In our readings, we give thanks for the huge, dramatic, and unpredictable transformation of Saul into Paul from someone totally opposed to Christ to one of his clearest advocates, one of his clearest disciples and missionaries. We pray for even a glimpse, a glimmer of that transforming power in our lives to remove those things that damage our relationship with God and make us feel sad about ourselves and our walk with God. We pray for that transforming power in our world. 
a world under stress and strain, a world of inequality, a world in which there is much injustice, a world in which people travel great distances and endanger themselves to travel from poverty into rich countries. We pray for those who wish your transforming healing power, those who are ill in body, mind or spirit. And we pray for their carers. And we bring before our God those who grieve at this time. We pray through the story of King David and the terrible things that he did. And we pray for those who do terrible things today. Many locked up in prison for long time, for, for long periods of time. We pray for them today and for their custodians and for the chaplains who work in prisons. And we bring to mind the Sermon of the Mount in which Jesus taught that we are all far from our God and all need the saving, redeeming power of our God. And again, Lord, we pray for your transforming love to work in our lives, work through us and work into our world. And so at the start of this day, we pray together. Our, our Father, who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. And thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us, and preserve us from all evil, and keep us in life eternal. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.